This is the Royal Blue Podcast from the Liverpool Echo, giving you the inside track on all the big talking points from Goodison Park. Josie, thanks very much for sitting down with us. Really appreciate your time. Um, just for the Evertonians who are listening, bring us up to speed. Um, back at Oldham, about yeah. 15 league games into the season, how things are going? Yeah, uh, well, I had a little knock to start of the season, which set me back a few weeks, but getting back up to speed and feeling back to myself a little bit, yeah, about 70, 80% fit and getting more minutes each each week, which is a good thing. And uh, Just trying to get more minutes on the pitch and do what I can for the team. It must. It's your second spell here, isn't it? Yeah. It's, it's obviously a club that you feel comfortable at. You've, you've had, you've had, you know, we just spoke there about the, the FA Cup game in Liverpool. Yeah. Yeah. Um, just explain to me about about why Oldham fits for you. Um, first time here was was brilliant. Uh, it's played some of my best football here, and just really enjoyed my time here, and had a special bond with the fans. And once I knew they were interested, second time round, it was an old brain, and it brought all the good memories back. Um, what was your reaction when the Checker Trade Trophy draw was made and it was going to uh, pitch you against Everton? Yeah, yeah, it was good. It was good because obviously get to see everyone again and you know come across Unzi again and Franny and John and and the lads and be good to good to see see where they're at uh, in a sense of you know I was with them every day and you see them progressing and all the young kids doing really well but. Once you're full time, it's hard to get to the games. It's nice to to, to see how they're progressing and see how they're doing because I take a real interest in how they're getting on. You spoke about your fitness there. Are you in contention? Are you giving the manager uh, something to think about for tomorrow night? Or? Hopefully, yeah. Uh, the squad hasn't been announced yet, so we won't know who's playing until tomorrow. But hopefully, yeah, if, 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 if it's start, hopefully get minutes. And if not, hopefully come on and make an impact. What's just just a final one on on the olden team right now? What's what's the sort of ambition for this season? It's a, you know, there's so many. You look at that League Two table and some big clubs in there. And you know, and we've been looking around this room and and, and sort of reflections that this used to be a Premier League club. It's yep. incredible, really. It is, yeah. And uh, you know, this, you look down all the leagues now, and there's some huge teams down down the, down the leagues, and th- this is one of them. Our ambition at the start of the season was to get promoted to be in the top seven, top six. That still hasn't changed. Mm. Uh, the league's that tight where you need to win two or three games and you're back up there. And uh, we've just things haven't went our way of late in terms of little bits of luck going here and there. But it's going to turn. And once it turns and you win one, two, three on the bounce, then that uh, that confidence comes back and you're harder to beat. And everyone knows each other's game and and it just goes on from there. So take me back to last season, mate. You had, it wasn't plain sailing in terms of you had little, little injuries here and there. Yeah. Just just talk me through how you felt, felt it went for you. Yeah, it, well, obviously amazing to be back at, yeah. at Everton and a massive thank you to the chairman and Unzi for, for making that happen and making me feel welcome. But once I got there, I just couldn't really get going. Uh, you know, the long spell of being out the game come back and bit me on the backside a little bit in terms of little niggles and then obviously I was trying to impress and coming back a little bit early and just just working too hard to get back instead of letting it be but I wanted to impress, I wanted to try and give yeah. something back for, for what the club and Unzi and the chairman had done for me so it just didn't really get going the year but like I said it was great to, to, to look back and see the young kids doing well and obviously I was a youngster there, so to look at it from an older point of view now was was good. 
were you almost trying to be as well as you obviously focusing on the end game which for you was defined as the football league club and, and, and kickstart your career were you also trying to maybe be a bit of a mentor for the young lads and, and, and say look this is what I did wrong and did right you know this is how you definitely yeah I had um, conversations with a few of the lads and you know um, I wouldn't go and do it in front of everyone but I'd pull them aside and and, and speak to them and I would try and be a mentor and I still keep in contact with quite a few of them to see how they're getting on and if they're all right and I've always said to a few of them I'm always here for a phone call and I, I hope I hope they know that that you know that the, the young lads as well and they, they welcomed me with, with open arms into the changing room which you know some young lads could have turned the other way and sort of what's he doing here but great bunch of lads and he's got them really well disciplined on and off the mm. pitch and you know I've made some friends for life yeah. enjoy playing in that team yeah I really did yeah um, we thought we at, at one stage five or six games in we were going to go for the league again and uh, just Few few niggles, few injuries, yeah, and yeah. and obviously a few of the lads going up to the first team, which was good. And um, we just didn't really quite get going. Obviously, Unzi went up to the first team for a bit of a spell as well. And uh, but this year they're flying. Uh, beat City the other night one 0 and back top of the table. So hopefully they stay there. Did you notice that the club had changed when you returned from when you'd left? Did you fit, sense it was a different place or? No, no, not really, no. For me, uh, the canteen staff and stuff yeah. are the same and like sort of the kit men and stuff, uh, everything was the same and to, to to see it from a first team point of view, I wouldn't really know. The only thing that was changed is that they were, first team were away from from the reserves where, where when I was there, they were on the same corridor but they were in a different building. Right. Which is the only thing that changed. Mm. In terms of, um, you mentioned a, a little bit about there, about going back into the dressing room and some of the young lads, you wondered how they... Mm. Were you concerned what about what people generally were thinking about? Yeah, definitely, yeah. I was really nervous going in first day, yeah. Just to wonder, even from people like the canteen staff, the kit men, lads who were there when I was first there, Bainesy, Seamus, all, all them type of people, and the young lads, what, what are they going to think? Are they going to think, what's he doing here? Or you don't deserve to be here? Stuff like that. They, that all crossed my mind, yeah. But like I said, everyone welcomed me with open arms and it just goes to show what a fantastic club it is. I guess that must have been a strange feeling because whenever you used to walk into Finch Farm, you would have no problem. Yeah. You're going in nervous. I mean, that must have been really... Yeah, yeah it was, yeah. A little comparison, like you said, the first time round, used to skip in there, happy <laughs> as Larry and stuff. And don't get me wrong, once I, once I got told I was going back, you know, the smile on my face couldn't have got any bigger and emotional wreck. But it was it was under different circumstances and, yeah, I was a lot more nervous, yeah. Um as we as we mentioned, the ultimate sort of the end goal for the season was to get you back into the into the football league and professional yeah. football. Because of the the niggling injuries, and did you ever would think I might not have done enough? I might have to maybe go somewhere else again, or, or, or do, um, do some, some more? Or no, I I I always had an idea in the back of my mind that I, I'd like like to get back in after after that season, and that season it's. Being away from it for two years, it sort of got you back in the swing of getting... Even though I was going to the gym and stuff when I was off, it was getting up early, 
getting training after training. It was just getting me back into the routine of a professional footballer rather than a routine of just keeping fit mm. and getting up like sort of eight o'clock or half eight and then I'll go to the gym and it was back into the routine and once the year was up I felt like I was at an age where I needed to get back into into the men's football football league and you know I knew that might have been taking a few steps back because of the circumstances mm. to go back up where, where and, and this that's why this club fitted as well because I believe that they were a club that were in the wrong league need to go up to league one at least where they belong and I just wanted to be a part of that You spoke about it quite a lot mate can you take me back to the moment when the club said to you Jose we're going to offer you a 12 month contract and and, and I mean, that, it came out with a bit of a shock, I believe. Yeah, know? yeah. Um, I was I was at Everton in the community with Henry Mooney, who another one took me in with open arms, who I went and helped out once a week, who's still in regular contact with, who's actually here. He was here last week for the game. Nice. And um, Unzi and Denise, who, Denise Baxendale, she yeah. was a diamond of a woman and can't speak highly enough of her, but Unzi was sort of... I'd never met Unzi, but the minute I did, I, it felt like I knew him forever. He was like, he was unbelievable with me, and he made me feel at ease in the first meeting, saying he's got, like, I've got a white piece of paper like any other lad who comes in, and you know, just I get seated the same as everyone, and chances are the same as everyone's, which I found really humbling. But well, we were actually at Goodison, and I was going in. I thought I was doing a bit of. Uh, media work for Everton and the community mm. and went into the room where a journalist it was Denise and Unzi and uh, they just said that the chairman's been on the phone and wants to offer you a 12 month contract and I just broke down, got emotional and uh, it's, it's unbelievable really, got on my phone rang, rang bit, everyone a little bit of a surreal moment for yeah you. it was honestly yeah uh, I was pinching myself like it was a dream come true really because I thought, always thought I'd get back into football and it's something I'd done since the age of six like I, I know nothing other than football but to get back to a club as big as Everton where it all began yeah. and people say oh it was only the reason but it was unbelievable and as you said, that was a dream come true. In in the period that you'd been out because of the ban, how much of a a nightmare maybe was that for you? You know, mm. for want of a better phrase, where where was your head at? How difficult was that for you? Really difficult, yeah. Had some really dark moments, um, and there's nothing worse. And even when you're at a club and and you're injured, there's nothing worse than sitting there on the couch of a Saturday and watching goals flying and. It, it, it's horrible you grow up to wanting to play every Saturday three o'clock you, that's you on the pitch so it, it was it was really hard and um, in terms of where you're at you're just always thinking the worst what if you don't get nowhere what if all, all stuff like that goes through your mind but luckily enough I had a good bunch of people around me good family around me and um trained hard worked hard and, and lucky enough when, when the chance come calling I was in the right uh, physical and mental place to, to take it Do you think that experience if you like is, is in the last sort of 12-18 months has it changed you as a person? Yeah definitely yeah um, more hungry now than ever like I know that sounds mad because people go well, why weren't you hungry I was but now I, 
I know what it's like to have nothing. I know what it's like to to think that your football your football career might might be over in, in the space of an an incident. Mm. Like I know what it's like to do to have that over your head and, and to have no income and all stuff like it's that. Scary, and, like. Yeah, definitely, yeah. It was scary, it was it was horrible. And like I said, good job I had good family and stuff around me because it was really dark moment and I got back in and lucky enough I had a little daughter as well which changed things massively and yeah. just look at life at a total different view now and everything I work hard for and I'm hungry for is all for her. Um, how vivid is the is the memory still of when you came on to make your debut two thousand and eight is mm. ten years now, Blackburn. Yeah. yeah. Um, just talk me through that. What was what was Moisey saying to you? Did you have any idea you were uh, possibly in line to to to, to be even be in the squad? I guess. Yeah, I knew I was going to be in the squad because pre-season I was with them a lot. I'd done all right in pre-season, scored a couple of goals, and I I was doing all right. And with training that week and. You're always counting the numbers, how many's training, and you're thinking, am I in that 80? And I, and I did have an idea that I'd be on the bench. In terms of coming on, very blurry in terms of how I come on, warming up, and what did he say yeah. to me. But the Jags cross with his left foot in my head, well, it's, it's there, I can see it now in my head, that'll live with me forever, that, because I'm, I'm missing and hit the bar instead of putting it in the back of the net. So that's something that'll live with me forever, but great experience and to do it in front of the home fans and stuff it was a surreal moment yeah do you have any um re- regrets over the first period of everton do you feel like you got a fair crack of the whip um I've, it's hard to say because for me i felt like i was training really well um playing reserve games well and and from making my debut at 16 to then play a handful of games at 20 at I I think I should have played a little bit more, but it's understandable when you know you're at a massive club and they're buying Fellaini for I think fifteen yeah. twenty million, and you know these players have got to play. That was when fifteen and twenty million was big money. Nowadays it, it, it's not, but then players have got to play really, and it was hard. And you know went away, went on loan, done all right again, and got a taste of men's football and going out and scoring goals in front of a crowd and stuff and and I got to the age where like I said I was 24 years and seven or however many games and I just thought that as a kid I wanted to play every week I wanted to grow up being a footballer and uh, once the contract come to sign I thought well I'd, I'd rather go take a step back and and, and try and get up there the way I've always mm. dreamed of being a f- like every Saturday like I said three o'clock playing instead of sitting in the stands I found that really hard like even though you, you're cheering the lads on and want everyone to do well it's just it, it's not the same because you mentioned um, I'm right in saying there was, there was a two year deal on the yeah, table yeah. were the club surprised was Moisey surprised when you say look thanks very much but I'm I, I, I didn't I didn't. It, the the contract had to be signed by a date, right? And I just never went back. Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. I looked at it and I thought it it went. It, although it was a two year contract at a massive club, it just for for what I thought 
I was I was playing and I think got reserve player of the year that year and Stubbsy made me captain of the resies and I thought I I deserve to be looked after more and it, I just thought no I want to go out and do it myself. Um, obviously in that period um, when you were in and out of the team, obviously you're on the bench for the mm-hmm. FA Cup final, which yeah. is an amazing occasion. Yeah. T- just tell me about what was that like for a young player? Yeah, it was amazing. Uh, it was hard really because my best mate James Wallace. Me and him were in the squad and uh, we were the two young lads and regardless of which way it went, it was, he was my best mate. It, it, it's hard to see that his, his dreams and massive Evertonian himself, like his dream was of getting on that bench and then all of a sudden he went. So it was a bit of a bitter taste to swallow that your success was your mate's downfall. Yeah. and. Um, but once the game started and the later it was going on, we'd been doing penalties and training and things. Only me and Baines, you would continue to go, I think it was five out of five or something. Right. And yeah, I remember um, Steve Round turning around saying, Do you fancy one? I was like, Yeah, right, I do, yeah. And then then uh, Glampard went and, went and put one in the top corner, which kill, killed it for me, like, but. Um, yeah, unbelievable. So um, you were, you were potentially if it, potentially if yeah 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 he, um, I remember it like it was yesterday. Yeah, it was roast or not. Um, had a bib soaking wet bib over our head because mm-hmm. the sun was that sweltering and uh, the, obviously Louis scored the early doors and we yeah. thought I'm gonna we're gonna do this. And, yeah. And then, like I said, Lampard scored late on, but the later it was getting and the more we won up. I remember him saying. Would you take a pen? I was like, yeah, most definitely, no yeah, yeah, no doubt at all. Whether my legs will get me there, like <laughs> I don't know. But you spoke of a couple about the um, couple of the first team senior lads at that that period. Who took you um, under their wing during that time? Um, oh, it was a great group. Uh, I I was lucky enough to to get took under the wing by so many real top players. Like I used to. Baines used to drop me off quite a lot. Um, used to pick me up. Used to meet at meeting points uh, for my dad when I was really young and that. And he he was unbelievable, Bainesy and um, Tim Kyle really looked after me. I remember the time he we were away and I'd only just started going with them. Uh, I was fifteen, sixteen. We were on a, a, a pre-season tour, and he bought me out shopping and and bought me. Um, a wash bag and stuff, and <laughs> yeah, I'll never forget it. Yeah, he, uh, he actually you still got it. Yeah, I have still got it. Yeah, um, he used to like drive his Lamborghini down to my mum's in Bootle and <laughs> come in for a cup of coffee and like surreal, surreal stuff for such big, big, um, big players. And once the two year come and um, that contract got yeah. put to me. Uh, I had the heads up off a few people that Phil Neville and Tim went in for me and stuff, which oh, really? is wow. really, really nice. So, um, I was, and we, when I first started, Jolian was really good with me. He used to give me bits of, bits of advice and stuff. On he was big, strong fella. I remember once he put me to the floor with a shoulder badge, and he was actually telling me how to get under the big fellas to shoulder badge them to knock them right. off. And it was really, really great group about. There was there was so many to name and they were they were all great. How did you um, just finally really yeah. appreciate your time? Right, no. Um 
inevitably when there's a, there's a local lad coming through the club, they're always going to be dubbed the mm. new the new Rooney. Mm. That was obviously something that people were putting yeah. on your your shoulders. How how do you deal with that pressure as a young lad and and the expectancy mm. of the fan base, if you like? Um, for for me, it it was it wasn't really pressure because I find when you're younger. Well, certainly now, the older I get, the more like I, I read newspapers and go on newspaper apps and read them. But when I was younger, I, d- I didn't really read newspapers, which meant that all the stuff that was getting said about me, I didn't really find out about. And, uh, you know, you'd get the odd few people going, or they've said, you know, like you said, you're always going to get compared to Reunion once. I broke onto the scene, I was a bit more of a striker and a goal scorer in my younger days at Everton, so a goal scorer, a local lad playing for Everton, you're always going to get yeah. compared to him and to even be in the same sentence as him is an honour, let alone compared to him and what he's went on to do, I could only have dreamed of and to have the quarter of a career what he's had, I'd be happy with. Um, so you're still only 26, you got plenty of your career mm. ahead of you but what one what one piece of advice do you think that you maybe gave to the young lads at Everton last season is the mm. most important one um, I I always say say to them work hard as hard as you can because I think the harder you work the more you get the more you get lucky and um, you know always be ready because there could be a time where what I found, you you might be a bit frustrated because you're not in the squad, or you might take training that week a bit lightly, and all of a sudden there's an injury on the Friday morning, and it's bang, you're in. Are you ready? And you mightn't be because you've been a bit upset of the week that's gone by, or a bit down that you haven't been in the squad and stuff. So always down, and you know, sacrifice a little bit of not going. Well, certainly from from my. From my experience, a sacrifice, like not going out with your mates to town and that because it's a 10 or 15, 15 year um, career. So when, once you're mid 30s, you can go out with your mates and do whatever, but that 15 years, you need to you need to eat, sleep, and drink it. Mm. Mm. That was it, top man. Thank you very Thank much, you very much no Pat. Problem. You've been listening to the Royal Blue Podcast from the Liverpool Echo.